Welcome to the Digital Woman Power Podcast with me, Reita Faramey, the Editor-in-Chief of Rich Woman Digital Magazine. My guest today is Flaminia Puda, Chief of Staff at Nomad Skillshare and Nomad's Giving Back. So I'd like to greet Flaminia. Hi, how are you? Hello, Reita. Hello, Dr. Marina and everyone in the audience. It's so great to be here and I'm very excited for today's interview. Hello. Yes, great. Welcome to the Digital Woman Power. And I'd like to also thank you for your time and willing to inspire women about technology and all things digital. And I decided to invite you to this podcast because you are empowering community with digital. And I want more women to be inspired by your story of how women can future-proof their businesses using digital. I hope at the end of our interview session, more women will want to embrace, make use of of technology as well as digital in their businesses. Let me just, before we go on with our interview, let me just read uh, the bio of uh, Flaminda Flaminia Buddha. Flaminia Buddha is a digital nomad and social impact advocate. She's traveled to over 25 countries and been a digital nomad since 2014. As a freelancer, she considers herself to be a workflow strategist, helping businesses get their organizational workflows and operations in place. She also helps aspiring digital nomads embark on their journey. She's the chief of staff at Nomads Skillshare and Nomads Giving Back. She's always looking to connect with like-minded life enthusiasts, travelers, freelancers, and content creators. So, so Framinia, please, if I miss something, <laughs> let me know. The mic is yours. Thank you, Reitha. I know that was a lovely introduction. Thank you so much for holding that space. I don't believe there's anything else that I'd like to add. I'm just really grateful to be here on stage and to have these people listening in. I also recognize Ina. She's on our team, Nomads Giving Back and Nomads Skillshare. So it's nice to see some familiar faces. Awesome. So let's get into it, okay? Yeah, my first question, Flaminia, where do you come from? And how did you come about of being a digital nomad? And what inspires you? So I was originally born in Rome, Italy to American parents. (laughs) That's where my American accent comes from. I was lucky enough to go to an international school. So I had many different cultures, I'd say, that I had access to. And I was able to gain a multicultural perspective. And I, after my journey through middle school and high school, I studied in the States in Boulder, Colorado. And that's where I was able to meet a lot more like-minded life enthusiasts as myself. And as soon as I graduated, that's when I started to embark on my digital nomad journey, per se. So I moved to Spain, moving to a country with a one-way ticket, didn't speak a lick of Spanish, Didn't know anyone in Barcelona, but it's a relatively international city, thankfully. So I was able to connect with different travelers, but also with the local community, which was something that was really important for me. And that's where I was able to start this digital nomad 
journey where you're nomading around the world, but you're also able to work remotely from your PC. So to answer your third question, what inspires me? So what inspires me the most is truly being able to take my profession, my passion with me while simultaneously learning about different cultures and tasting different foods and understanding different ways of knowing and thinking. And I think one thing that I've really discovered throughout my solo traveling trips was at the base, we're all humans. We've just been, we've just had different upbringings and different norms and beliefs, but yeah. So that's bigger picture where I'm at. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. My next question, do you remember a time in your life you're afraid of going into the digital space? Yes. So I would say it wasn't necessarily a fear. I I really analyzed that and dug deeper, but it was stepping out of my comfort zone, which could be very fearful for many. Mm-hmm. And of course, from there, that was when I quit my full-time job in Spain, which was the typical nine to five, but mm-hmm. I guess in Spain, it's more like the 10 to six or 11 <laughs> to, to seven. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I decided to pivot things and take control of my life. And there was fear there. There was there was fear of the un- what's on the other side. There was fear of lack of stability and whether it's financially or with friendships or relationships traveling the world you it's a very transient lifestyle so there was fear of finding long-lasting friendships and a fear of is this the right path that I should be taking following my passion and maybe in the beginning stages I'm fully aware it may not be um, financially rewarding but it's very much more heart rewarding and that was the sacrifice I was willing to make yeah wow okay that's really inspiring what inspired you and led you to decide that now is the time to change your digital story after being away from your home country so I think initially when I was in Barcelona even though that was the stepping stone Mm -hmm. into into entering into this digital nomad lifestyle, it was still in Europe, right? So for me, it's very easy to travel between Europe, but being born and raised in Italy, it's, it's a 30 euro, 40 euro plane ride over. For me, my true digital nomad journey started when I uh, moved to Bali, Indonesia, to Southeast Asia, which was a way bigger trip there. Wow, okay. And with a one-way ticket and feeling back into that, That was, there was a point where when I was on the plane and I was looking through the window and I saw Bali through Mm -hmm. there and there was a quick second where I was like, wait, did I make the right decision once I was on the plane? But after that, I landed and I was like, yes, I did. Yeah. So bigger picture, I would say for me, being able to embark on this journey and really understanding that this is the digital space and moving away from my home country can be scary. But what inspired me the most was knowing that life isn't necessarily about survival. I was, and I had this discussion with my roommate back in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. She made a comment, life is about surviving. And I took that really personally. I was like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> life is not about surviving. Life is not about just hitting the bare minimum. We are living a life that is ever so privileged and we have so many resources at our disposal. Life is about thriving. 
Mm-hmm. You know, life is about taking your life by the horns and writing it. And mm-hmm. that was my turning point into that was my mantra to start this journey. It was to really thrive in this current life that I have and the privilege that was that I was born into and the opportunities that I've been given. It's only my just right and uh, mm-hmm. love in this process to really capitalize on those. Yeah, that's primarily what inspired me the most. So would you say that you have made the right? Yes, I would absolutely say that. And I think for me, it's something that I'm trying to find my best to form into words to allow Mm -hmm. others to embark on this journey with me or for themselves. And uh, that's something that I really strive for within the organization and Nomad Skillshare, Nomad's Giving Back, and also in my own freelancing business, uh, Nomad Mm -hmm. Haven, is just really driving home the fact that you can turn your life around it can be scary once you get to the other side honestly it's like not Mm -hmm. that scary if you trust in yourself and there's a whole community here to hold you and a very welcoming community and it's also about being open to other cultures right yes i -hmm. think that's most definitely the biggest part of it is Mm -hmm. uh, most definitely being open and always reminding ourselves that we are visitors, we are guests to a new country, to a new culture. And there's a lot more listening and observing that I believe should happen in the beginning stages when you travel to a new mm-hmm. city or, or country before yeah. you start to you know, implement whatever. There's just a lot more listening. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. That's right. That's right. right. And I think also being open with digital, with technology. And yeah, comes to my next question now. We are in the digital era right now. And um, many people are suffering. And especially in Bali, it's, it's a uh, tourism place suddenly no visitors and people are suffering not only because of the current pandemic but also because they did not prepare to future-proof their businesses in this digital era mainly because they haven't really embraced any smart technology any technologies or digital in their businesses when it concerns digital transformation Flaminia what is your personal insight on that? Yeah, thank you for sharing that context, because I think we're all aware of what's been happening in this past year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I can't believe it's already been that long. With this pandemic, we've all, in our own ways, whether it be personally, professionally, needed to pivot digitally and Mm -hmm. adapt to this new reality. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we're seeing every day. And we've had to also do that at Nomads Giving Back and Nomads Skillshare. And was not an easy feat with community, building communities. There's a lot of in-person magic that happens. And to create that same essence of magic online mm-hmm. can be rather difficult. Yeah, And yeah, of course, there's fluctuations in, in society right now or cultural restrictions wherever you are in the world. And Bali, Indonesia, I wasn't here during the prime time of the pandemic. I came in last March where things were relatively open, events were happening, and we've been fluctuating here and there with restrictions and COVID restrictions. To answer your question too, on on the digital side and the insights there, I would say that it's hard feat, but it can be done to create communities and connections online. And I've seen that with my own eyes with other businesses as well, besides our own 
with many other businesses creating networking, matching events, and you're able to connect with someone, let's say in India, you know, or in China and jump on a five to 10 minute networking chat with them without knowing who they are before that. Yeah. I think in these last two years, we've, this pandemic, of course, there's so many cons and with everything that's happened, but there's also some silver lining in the fact that I think it's opened our eyes to see Mm. the heights and the depths that we can really get to in this digital world. And it is possible to connect online. It is possible to pivot your business digitally. And I would say those are the biggest insights that I've been able to cultivate in these last two years. And I do plan also to share that wisdom with future startups and businesses to pivot their their businesses online as well. That's really awesome. There is a great conversation, Flaminia, that around women exploring male-dominated industries. What is your insight? And as not too many women yet in these uh, are in the dominated industries, like technology, for instance. Yeah. I'd just like to get your sense and your insight on this. I There's not much I can share from my own personal experience. I've been very related within, let's say, the marketing industry, whether it be graphic design, social media, which I do believe is a more heavily women-dominated industry. But mm-hmm. I am heavily connected to many women that are in the tech industry and more male-dominated space. And one example is my roommate back in university. She was a computer science and physics Uh, major and she got two double degrees and she it was very interesting to always recount her experiences in a 200 person class of computer science there would be three women right in that class and she would find that there would be struggles within that but that never stopped her nor detoured her from believing in herself and and her own capabilities and to know that she is also able to reach those heights and those lengths herself. Mm -hmm. And that to me was very motivating. And of course, I've had my share in different moments of feeling insecure, perhaps in in certain male dominated spaces, maybe in um, more male dominated teams. But I think one insight that I would be able to share would be as long as it's something that you're truly curious about mm-hmm. and you're in a community that is welcoming and understanding, I feel like those are the two most important things to co-create a passion for you, but also know the world is changing. <laughs> and I think it, it may be true that there's certain percentages here and there where it's more heavily male dominated, but I think we're realizing now with social media and people's voices being heard, especially women, that I would say level of thinking Mm -hmm. is being switched. And I think what's really interesting to process even more is understanding as women for us to drive home a business or to really be forward thinking, we do relatively use masculine energy. And so Mm -hmm. balancing that out with feminine energy and knowing that co-creation can really bring magic. I think where I see the hope and love in that is if we're able to bring more females into male dominated industries, we will be able to hold more space for nourishment and nurture more of those processes and operations within that. So that's where I uh, see a lot of hope and, and love for in the future. Yes, that's so true. Now my next question, do you believe women have a future in digital space? 
I do. I do. Absolutely. I think following with what I shared before. Yes. I think as long as the individual, the woman herself, as long as she truly believes in herself and she knows that the path that she's on is the, is her chosen path. Mm -hmm. And of course there are going to be barriers and challenges, but make sure that those barriers and challenges are in alignment with her experiences, right? You, us as women, we have very strong intuition. Mm -hmm. And I think within that, that brings a lot of intention into our decision-making, a lot of intention Mm -hmm. into knowing what can be, what can feel right and what can feel wrong. Mm -hmm. And just making sure that if that space is held and our future is changing to hold space for more women in the digital space, just reminding ourselves we are a supportive community and go to those digital spaces where you will be supported and held and that you will know will lift you up and not bring you down. That's right. That's so true. And what is what do you think is the limitation or barrier for women to embrace technology, if any? I would say the limitation or barrier would be limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that we've been conditioned in certain ways, whether it be on the female side or the male side, we've just been conditioned to maybe sit in the backseat when it comes Mm -hmm. to more male dominated spaces. Mm -hmm. And with that, of course, that comes with more masculine energy, which holds more of that space, more of that dominance. And yeah, and I think at the end of the day, that is also what helps with success right? So in a, the silver lining throughout this is it will allow us to take more steps forward and really, really try to believe in ourselves more and to know that the more work, hard work that you put into it, the more positive and productive results will come out. And yes, I think to answer your question, absolutely. That for having those limitations and barriers, just knowing that our society and ways of thinking are changing Mm -hmm. and we are the ones that need to continuously share that narrative of not holding space for those limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. but to switch those into new beliefs and into this new adaptive reality that's an even better opportunity to do so yeah so exciting now so what drives you to change the status quo flamina yeah so Actually, a lot of what we've been doing here in Bali, Indonesia, through mm-hmm. Nomad Skillshare and Nomad's Giving Back, mm-hmm. for us, it's really important to be able to learn and share the skills that we've cultivated in our previous experiences. And whether that's within our learned and shared skills, but also those with our peers. And that those include the travelers and remote workers and global citizens that come to these local communities like Bali and different digital nomad hubs like Madeira and Lisbon, Mm -hmm. and also to learn from the locals in the local community. Mm -hmm. And one way that we've been able to successfully do that was back in June, we did a four-week program called Mm -hmm. Skillshare with Impact. Mm -hmm. And I taught eight workshops along with my peers with four to five co-working sessions, Q&A. And essentially uh, the scope of this program The course was called How to Get Your Dream Online Job. Mm -hmm. And our objective and intention was to hold space for nine local Indonesians, which Mm -hmm. were all scholarship-based. We accepted Mm -hmm. them through our scholarship program. 
Yeah. And through funds that we raised, we had a fundraiser going on a month prior and we were able to cultivate enough funds to sponsor nine local Indonesian students. And throughout that program, we taught them that there is opportunity to work online in this adaptive reality. And we were able to provide assistance with their online digital presence. So what what I mean by that is through uh, helping them with their CV helping them with their LinkedIn profile uh, Mm -hmm. and making sure that their portfolio and profile are strong enough for recruiters to notice them and for recruiters to see that potential in them, Mm -hmm. as well as interview skills and uh, confidence. And I think we did a pre and post from the four-week program asking all the students, what do they feel most comfortable in? What do they not? What are their strengths, their weaknesses? And Mm -hmm. one thing that eight out of the nine students shared was confidence. Confidence was something that they all struggled with the most and we but I think that's something that resonates with a lot of us all over the world whether we're in these local communities with locals or foreigners traveling the world I think confidence can really fluctuate and that's something that we yeah that we really heard and and felt from our local students and and moving forward we plan to host online courses now to give access to other local communities and our other hubs. We're currently present in Bali, as I shared before, mm-hmm. but also Medellin, Colombia, and okay. Buenos Aires, Argentina, mm-hmm. okay. as well as Madeira. So we hope oh, to wow. okay. uh, really branch this out further. And yeah, and yeah, so that's where I believe where we're trying our best to change and modify the status quo. That's really amazing what you are doing. Flaminia, and also I think you are really um, providing people in Bali, especially the students there with a digital literacy that they really need. And you are helping the government <laughs> a lot on this. So really appreciate you for that. Being an Indonesian, I think what you are doing is really amazing and really, really just being a foreigner doing that in another country, especially in Bali, in Indonesia, that's just outstanding. And um, I think all of us should really look into this and uh, see what amazing things you are doing. And really, thank you for sharing that. And now my question, are you a game changer or a risk taker? Or both. Tell me your story, how you become a game changer, or maybe both. First of all, I'd really love to say thank you for those kind words. I think uh, a lot of the journey that we're all on, specifically in Nomad's Giving Back and Nomad's Skillshare, it's it's very heartwarming to see the, the faces of the local students and how at the end of the day, there's different ways to change lives, right? You, there's yeah. ways to feed, there's ways to nurture health-wise, and there's ways to educate. Uh, of course, we'd love to do all three and all of the above. and But we also do understand we try to hold space and give as much love as we can in the best ways that we're able to. So thank you, Danita, for those kind words. So to answer your question... I do consider myself a game changer as well as a risk taker. I think, as I shared before, there was fear in stepping into this lifestyle. And the fear wasn't that survival mode fear, right? Where it's, will I have food to eat on the table? Will I have the basic need fear or flight or fight fear? Mm -hmm. I would say bigger picture, it was more of the fact of stepping out of your comfort zone, which we, our body and our mind do believe that thinking can be fearful, right? Yeah. Because we, we love to stay in what's comfortable and what's known. 
in what's safe. And so to do anything other than that, the mind is like, whoa, what are you doing? Don't, why, why are you putting yourself in potential danger of what could be danger? Yeah. To answer your question, I am a risk taker, but I'm an intentional risk taker. Let's say, yeah, I'm definitely, I think one thing that traveling has taught me is not to plan everything to the exact microscopic Adam, I used to just plan everything, but then I soon understood that there's a lot of beautiful flow that can be uh, discovered and you never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to cross paths with or what extra trip to some village is going to change your life. And if you have your trip planned by the hour, by the second, it doesn't allow for the universe to send more opportunities your way. So yeah. I would say that I'm very much an intentional risk taker. And when it, cha- when, it when it comes to game changing, I, I believe that as well. I, because I feel so strong on changing my own life and mm-hmm. seeing the positive benefits and the beauty in this, I, I want to share this altruistically with other people. And mm-hmm. I, I want them to see and feel what I see and feel. And if they so desire to do and to let them know that it's not as scary as it seems on the other side. And I think being a game changer myself and also within our community, I think it's good for us to remind these aspiring life enthusiasts and aspiring digital nomads that we're here to hold that space for them. We're here to welcome them in. It's a swinging door. And when you connect with like-minded people that are life enthusiasts, mm-hmm. there's no other way other than magic happening. That's <laughs> you true. know, yes. you just automatically have something in common mm-hmm. and you already click right because you're living your what you consider and perceive your best life and you're at your best most optimized self through routines through all of that so at the end of the day to answer your question yes i i do believe that being a risk taker and a game changer may a lot may be fearful at times but Mm -hmm. will allow you to taste life yes now my question this is um what I've been thinking all along, why did you choose Bali, Indonesia, to become the place for you to build digital empowerment programs? That's interesting for me to, to know. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely believe so, yeah. I would say, so the founder, Tarek, mm-hmm. Tarek Kalusi, he started Nomads Giving Back originally okay. in, in Medellin, Colombia, back yeah. in, let me get this right, 2018. And then he came over to Bali and he saw the potential and the magic and a uh, bigger picture he saw and i saw this as well as soon as i embarked on the journey six six months later mm-hmm. i we both saw that there were so many travelers and global citizens coming to bali and coming to these considered digital nomad hubs yeah but yet there was enough interaction with the local community or interaction with the locals and now that could be for several reasons right yeah. one can be it's not top of mind for the yeah. travelers. They may mm-hmm. be in their own space, processing themselves, wanting That's to discover right. more about them. Another variable is they just didn't have the means. So mm-hmm. they didn't have the opportunities available to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's where we come We come in and filling that gap through events, through yeah. courses, through several different ways of really bridging that gap between foreigners 
and remote workers and global citizens and the locals. And besides all of that too, what's so beautiful specifically about Indonesia and, you know, Bali is relatively international in comparison to the rest of Indonesia, I would imagine for sure. And, (laughs) And I think one thing that I've found as a common thread amongst all Indonesians, having gone also outside of Bali to Jakarta, Mm -hmm. what I've noticed as a common thread is the beautiful love and Mm -hmm. humility that Indonesians Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. And if there's any culture that is ever so deserving to receive such love Mm -hmm. and ways for us to give back, Mm -hmm. it is most definitely Indonesia. And I think for the 25 countries that I've traveled to, Indonesia was the one that impacted me the most on a human Mm -hmm. level. And there would be moments where I wouldn't really know what else to do other than cry out of gratitude of the beauty of the, the human essence of Indonesians. <laughs> and it's very hard to explain it into words, yeah. except for those that have basked in this culture. And it's such a giving culture. It's such a um, humble culture. And mm-hmm. it's such a loving culture. And I think that's inspires me. It's the locals that inspire me to give mm-hmm. back to them and to give back globally. So, uh, wow. so yeah, bigger picture. That's definitely why Bali was chosen for me. And, and it'd be a third home in my heart forever. Wow. You got me emotional for a minute there. <laughs> yes. I almost got emotional. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know what? My next question, do you have any plans to expand beyond Bali? Because as there are a lot of, Indonesia is a big, and we consist of islands, 17,000 islands, big and small. Just would like to know what's your um, thought on that. And maybe there's something that you and I can do for the eastern part of Indonesia. I'd like to let you thought about that think about that and then maybe you can come back to me on that okay amazing no absolutely yes I'd love to take that offline for sure I think that there's a lot of room for collaboration within that and to answer your question do we have an intention to branch outside of Bali I would say yes absolutely we've been lucky enough to pick up interest from the teachers association in Indonesia which is governmentally owned and so We would most definitely be interested in collaborating, you know, with the local government and making sure that we can expand this to greater heights. And of course, as this is always a common struggle within nonprofit and social enterprises is for us, we want to make sure that we're able to sustain that financially to support those scholarships. And whether that looks like finding sponsors or finding investors, that's something that will allow us to reach to to those heights and yes and also with my own experience before the pandemic i actually lived in lombok and gili air for yeah 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 gili air for six months yeah and that's actually where i learned uh, a lot of my indonesian and of course there it's a different dialect of sasak and 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 so that was also that was a challenge (laughs) in and of itself but yeah also that's where before I was introduced to Nomad's Giving Back. I, it was already in alignment for me um, mm-hmm. 
where I was, I was thinking I have all these amazing local friends mm-hmm. that are so intelligent and deserve to have this cultivated knowledge that I have. And I sometimes would, I would work a full-time job, but on the weekends, I would sit down with some of my friends there on Gilear and I would teach them some of the skills that I had. And I would help connect them with some of the businesses to help them get jobs on Gilear. And for me, like it, that was just me. And I can't even imagine what would happen if we could mobilize and empower a community to do that as well with resources, with finances, with platforms Mm -hmm. backing us up. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, and then that's when I came across Nomad's Giving Back and Tariq Kalusi. And that's where the whole journey, our journey began. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. You are a game changer. No, Flaminia. And uh, what is your advice? for women who want to enter a digital business? Mm. I would say my advice is to follow Mm -hmm. women that have done it. Feel inspired Mm -hmm. and feel empowered by women that inspire and empower you. So a lot of these, a lot of these, there's many mentors and coaches out there on Instagram. I think Instagram is a really great platform to be able to gain access and knowledge to female entrepreneurs out there. And Mm -hmm. of course, those are the ones that are sharing their wisdom, their wisdom nuggets through TikTok videos and these micro learning experiences it's a there's a lot of free content out there that women can gain and yeah really gain access to Mm -hmm. and yeah my advice would be empower yourself to be able to reach to those heights and lengths because Mm -hmm. a lot of it as our students in the program said a lot of it is about confidence to believe in yourself but I think also one reminder and this is something that I learned on my own journey is your if you feel like your voice needs to be heard mm-hmm. know that there are people out there that want to hear it That's and right. know that there are people out there that are very curious you know to know what mm-hmm. you've done and how you were able to achieve what you were able to achieve because then they can take those learning lessons and those wisdom nuggets in their own experience Mm-hmm. and co-create that. And yeah, that's that would be my advice and if people want some of the mentors that I follow, feel free to, you know, message me whether it's in Clubhouse or Instagram and I'm more than happy to share the people that inspire me. Yeah. So you answered already my next question. <laughs> so uh, our listeners uh, can contact you through your Instagram, LinkedIn, and can you tell us Flaminia what is uh, your ID? for Instagram as well as uh, LinkedIn? Yes. So on LinkedIn, I'm Flaminia Buddha. So that's B-U-D-A. I know it's not written here on on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is my personal Instagram. So I do plan to branch out maybe to a more professional Instagram. But if you'd like to just see what I'm up to in Bali, look through my Instagram stories. I'm Mina, M-I-N-A dot Kina, K-I-N-A-A on Instagram. So that's where you can find me. Great. And also on Clubhouse. Also on Clubhouse. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I would also like to share that if anyone is feeling called to want to learn more about whether it's in 
getting onto this digital nomad path or more about nomads giving back and nomad Skillshare, drop me a message and I'm more than happy to jump on a 15, 20, 30 minute call. I'm as I shared in my bio, I'm always happy to connect with like-minded life enthusiasts because at the end of the day, that's why we're on this planet to connect with like-minded humans. And I'm more than happy to hold that space for anyone that, that needs that. Thank you. You are a beautiful soul, um, Flaminia. And uh, next we will go into our um, Q&A session. And I just want to thank you, Flaminia Buddha, for being my guest on the Digital Women Power podcast today. And very grateful to all, our, to all, our, all of our listeners. So if you enjoy this conversation, I would love to invite you to share and listen to my colleagues' podcasts at richwoman.co and follow us on Clubhouse at Rich Woman Magazine Club. Also join my Top Tech Leaders Club where together with the expert speakers, we help the global citizens and parents to acknowledge how technology is currently transforming our daily lifestyles by highlighting issues faced in this digital age and solutions to embrace and adapt to the use of technology or digital. This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Human, Sovereign and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operations to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or find Follow the link in the episode description.